Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I remember signing off the air, what was it, Friday at around 11.55, 11.56, telling Brian Jones, the Yankees don't win in Tropicana Field. The Yankees simply do not win in Tampa. That I would sign on the dotted line and then some. If they were to go and split four games, remember, they played four games in three days. They had the doubleheader on Saturday. And I didn't get my wish. Because the Yankees go down to Tampa and they lose three out of four. And uh, I guess in this abbreviated, shortened 60-game season, they have now hit their first mini-crisis point. I think that's probably a good way to look at it. They had a couple of really bad losses. You think about the game in which they get shut out on Friday night. Tons of opportunities. Tons of chances. They wasted gem from Masahiro Tanaka. And you lose that game. Saturday, after you win the first game with Garrett Cole on the mound, and Garrett Cole was as dominant as could be for four innings and then ran out of gas in the fifth inning. And weird, he didn't do enough to qualify for a win or one out. Who cares? I mean, he's striking out nine, ten guys. The stuff is there. He's fine. Trust me. When I think of concerns, when I think of issues that I might have with this Yankee team, to put Garrett Cole on that list would just be so outrageous on so many different levels. So I'm not the least bit worried about Cole. He's been everything I could have asked for in insult. But then you lose the nightcap of that doubleheader, in which, again, the Yankee bats are silent. They are completely shut down by Tampa carousel of pitchers. That's what they do. I mean, you look up and down the Rays rotation, and there are a couple of brand names, but then you see their bullpen, and they're never names that are like coming off the tip of your tongue. Where it's like you got to do a double take. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah, that guy. But then they just come in, guy after guy after guy, reliever after reliever after reliever, and they find a way to shut down the New York Yankees. So... 
The Yankees split the doubleheader, which was not the least bit surprising. They lost a tough game on Friday. But as they went into Sunday's game, and you looked at the pitching matchup going in, you see Charlie Morton for Tampa, and you see James Paxton, who had not been good in his first two starts. And the question I had, the challenge that basically I threw out Thinking about this game, you know, talking about it yesterday over at SNY and, and getting into it today, James Paxton going to be ready to match Charlie Morton. Well, as it turns out, didn't need to because Charlie Morton, due to an injury, is leaving the game, what, in the second, third inning. He's totally shot. And what makes Sunday's game, to me, so incredibly frustrating from a Yankee standpoint is the fact that James Paxton could not have looked better in six innings of work. And I know the velocity maybe still is not exactly where it needs to be. You know, he's not hitting 94, 95, 96 consistently. But James Paxton striking out 11 guys and throwing six shutout innings and in the Yankees taking advantage of some Subpar, Tampa defense. Margot in center field, dropping the ball, leading to a couple of runs, just saying, all right, this game should be tailor-made. It should be set for the Yankees, and they're going to get out and dodge with a split of this series. Going into that seventh inning, that all went out the window. And my critique on Aaron Boone would be this. After James Paxton gives up the two-run homer, I have to admit, I'm surprised they kept him in the game. I'm surprised, personally, they kept him in the game. Because I figured they would want to have him go out on a high note, considering his first two starts. And I know Lau, lefty-lefty matchup, might argue that Paxton would be, you know, the guy you feel most comfortable with, and the pitch count wasn't overly high. But remember, they didn't push James Paxton at all in his first two starts. I mean, he went, what, like an inning, inning and a third against the Nationals, and he only went a couple innings against the Red Sox. So 87 pitches, looking at it from afar, was pushing it for James Paxton. But it's not even a pitch count. It's kind of that like confidence booster of saying, all right, you'll even want to lead. You did your job. Now let's let the bullpen do what they're supposed to do. So I was surprised. Very, very surprised. Tour and homie, you think, boom, he's coming out of the game. No, they give him Lyle, but then Lyle hits the game-tying home run. At the blink of an eye, that game goes from a comfortable 3 to nothing Yankee lead, and then boom, it's tied. And the minute Tampa tied the game, I don't know about you guys, I was resigned to the fact that it was not going to be the Yankees' day. Maybe it's playing down at Tropicana Field. Maybe it's just taking on those pesky, gosh darn, Tampa Bay Rays. But I did not have a good feeling the Yankees were going to win the game. Even when the Yankees get the double play, which was beautifully turned, Urshela, LeMayu throwing everything he can, getting the replay review overturned, even with that, I just did not have a great feeling about the Yankees' chances. And I think it kind of speaks to the problem of the weekend. The Yankees didn't hit. Point blank. The Yankees did not hit with runners on base. 
The Yankees could not get the big hit. Gary Sanchez had an opportunity on Friday. He did not deliver. Aaron Judge had a bunch of runners on base here on Sunday. He did not deliver. Aaron Judge just missed what would have been, what, a game-tying home run Saturday night in the second game in a doubleheader. Yankees couldn't get the big hit. Now, am I going to come to some rash overreaction about the Yankee lineup after a couple of bad games in Tampa? No. But these are the sort of games that you're going to have to play, and more specifically, you're going to have to win if you're going to win against Tampa. Tampa, that's their style of play. And for whatever the reason, the Yankees handle the Rays pretty well at Yankee Stadium. Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers from like 2016 on. The Yankees have played the Rays great in the Bronx. But Tropicana Field in many ways has become what Anaheim used to be for the Yankees. Where they'd go to Anaheim and they just could not find a way to get it done. Or many moons ago with the Kingdom. Remember when the Yankees would go to the Kingdom? They could never win in the Kingdom. That's Tampa. And they're a good team. And they go this weekend and take three out of four from the Yankees. And I'm going to preach the positive on Paxton. I'm bummed that he gave up the back-to-back home runs. It stinks. It was a gut punch. I wouldn't have allowed him to give up the second. But the more and more I think about it, the Yankee bullpen, which for the last couple of years has been this great, strength, it's been deep, it's been really, really good. Yankee bullpen right now does not seem the same. And I think it's for a couple of reasons. Number one, you don't have a role this Chapman there. So when you don't have a role this Chapman there, you're sliding everybody else up a spot. Britton, who ends up giving up the walk-off in the ninth inning, who had been great before this outing, has a rough outing, happens. What are you going to do? He's fine. He slides back down in his setup role. Adovino and Green then are more readily available to pitch maybe in a situation like the one we saw here on Sunday. I think with the way they've been used, Aaron Boone didn't feel great about it. Now, Adovino, you're never going to bring him in against the lefty. And you saw that in Friday's game when he yucked up the lead. There's a big difference between Adovino matching up righty on righty and Adovino matching up with lefties. Uh, They just see that slider coming out of the hands a whole lot easier. But I think not having Chapman there has been a big problem for the Yankees. And I'll tell you another big problem for the Yankees. Not having Tommy Canely, who probably would have been in Friday's game and might have been in this game here on Sunday. You take him out because he is, you know, gone for Tommy John surgery. And that's why you're seeing the likes of Hale and Luis Avilan. find their way into prominent roles in the bullpen because of a couple of key absences. So I would not be surprised if the Yankees are in the market number one for trying to get themselves another reliever. And it is going to be a sight for sore eyes number two whenever a role this Chapman comes back, which I guess is the waiting game at this point. You know, the Yankees were overly cautious. They got off to an 8-1 and start. That's fine. After a rough week here, they got these two games against the Atlanta Braves. I mean, you, you got to figure Aroldis Chapman 
Friday, Boston Red Sox back at Yankee Stadium is doing his thing. That would be my guess. Because remember, the Yankees have an off day Monday and the Yankees have an off day on Thursday. Yankees need Chapman back. Now, let's get to the unfortunate bit of news that is not the least bit shocking and it's not the least bit surprising. Injury news involving one Giancarlo Stanton. And... Let's just say this. Nobody around here, nobody around town is going to be the least bit surprised because Giancarlo Stanton is made of glass. Sorry. You could talk about how he's changing his body. You could talk about how he looks trimmer. He did look trimmer. But at the end of the day, his reputation now is a ball player who, simply put, can't stay on the field. Giancarlo Stanton can't play. So what Yankee fan found out Saturday about this injury and was the least bit surprised? And it's funny because I'm in a chat with a bunch of guys who either worked here in the past or now you got a couple of guys working elsewhere, one at SNY, one over at Sports Grid, the chat, my guys. And my one buddy, James Ward, who I love, basically suggested Saturday early afternoon that John Carlos Stanton should be getting more time out in the outfield. And I love Jim. Smart guy. Good Yankee fan. This is exactly why the Yankees had no intention at all in putting Stanton out in the outfield. They wanted him to play. They wanted him to stay on the field. He can't even do that as a designated hitter. It is beyond frustrating. But that's basically what you're getting yourself into if you're the New York Yankees. You're going to have a lot more of this over the next couple of years. And they're going to miss John Carlos Stanton. He's a force in that lineup when he's right. He mashes against left-handed pitching. And he's a legitimate presence. So taking him out of the lineup now, all of a sudden if you're Aaron Boone, you got to think about who's going to fill that DH role. And for the time being, a guy who I really like and a guy who's had some really good at-bats, Mike Ford, I think he's going to get a whole lot of playing time. But I also think the Yankees can look now to their loaded roster in the minor leagues and they can look at one of two guys who, dare I say, have helped the Yankees in the past. One at a very high level. Another has done it in flashes and has done it in glimpses. But you got to think, right? With John Carlos standing on the shelf for who knows how long. Maybe it's two weeks. Maybe it's a month. Maybe it's two months. You never know what's standing. For me to put a timetable on it would be ridiculous. Because last year, who would have ever expected John Carlos Stan to miss as much time as he did? But you got to figure Miguel Andujar or Clint Frazier is going to get an opportunity to showcase their abilities. And Duhar did not get off to a great start. But how much of that was due to limited playing time? Sticking in Duhar's name in a lineup every day. Telling him, all right, big boy, you're going to DH more often than not? Does that allow him to 
get comfortable, get in a rhythm, get in a zone? My answer would be yes. But I'm intrigued if the Yankees want to go and give Clint Frazier a chance, part-time, give him some at-bats against left-handed pitching, maybe not play him all the time, but make him in the, you know, sort of bat where if you're going to face a lefty, boom, Ford's on the bench, voids the first base, Frazier's your DH. Because I think the Yankees are pretty comfortable in getting Mike Tuckman out there as much as possible, as they should. He's a terrific, terrific player. He's a gamer, gets big hits. He's a tremendous defender. So yeah, more playing time for Tuckman, more playing time for Ford. But who gets a chance to contribute to this Yankee lineup that, after what we saw this week, could use a little bit of a boost. Could use a little bit of a jolt. Because slept off that last game in Philadelphia and had a very rough but not a least bit surprising bad weekend in Tampa. If you know anything about the Yankees in the Rays, Tropicana Field becoming more and more of a house of horrors and hopefully it's the last time the Yankees go into Tropicana Field this year. Unless it's the postseason. Hate watching games there. Hate watching the Yankees play there. And you just know they're playing in Tampa. It's probably going to be a long weekend. Encouraging signs. Encouraging news on James Paxton. Not so encouraging on John Carlos then. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no. I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.